I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh,
Joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all 
within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is climbing Jacob's ladder. Climbing Jacob's ladder. Tonight's podcast is dedicated to my dearly beloved Nana, Mary Sawyer. She was the kind of woman that carried a tambourine in her pocketbook so that she could make church happen and bring the rhythm with it wherever she went. May the Most High hold her soul forever and ever. Mary Sawyer, she was a community activist. She founded the community center where she lived, as well as the Crispus Attic Center in Brooklyn, New York. And she also helped establish the nursery school that I attended. Blessings and grace forever to my Nana, Mary Sawyer. Today is her birthday. We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed. Starting off in Proverbs 25, 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. Ecclesiastes 7, 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Hosea 4.1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. 2 Timothy 1.6-7. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Titus 2, 1-6 But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to too much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. Titus 2.11-14 For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. 1 Corinthians 9.24-27 Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? 
So run, that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I, therefore, so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be cast away. And Genesis 28.10-22 to And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went to Haran, and he lighted up upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest. To thee I will give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee, and in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places, whether thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awakened out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place! This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I may come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme. Climbing Jacob's Ladder, Blessings and Grace.
To the brim, the prodigal souls Suffering as silent is what we know True revolution is peace Whatever in a crying, this plant will grow And all this corruption will cease Just like Joe, I will suffer in silence Diligent and unknown Honesty is intelligence Vigilant, it's okay Me and I got you, and it's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yes, it's possible. Anything you want, man. Yes, it's possible. Don't let anyone take your crown. Just hold tight and don't you ever let go. It's hard out there. Crazy things going on. There's trouble out there. We gotta push right through it. The tribulation down to just temporary. Remember, right through the end, it's a good fight. It's fight it's cold down there. Oh, cold down there. When it's cold out there, we can make it, make it through. When it's cold down there, cold. Don't let that man them tear you apart, yo. The society is the epitome of the unhappiness of your enemy, yeah. So just hold your ground. And anything you need, Jada, you might provide it. You defend your need, Jada, you might provide it. Destruction of the system. The system tries to hold you down. Babylon will always be around. You're dying out the streets. Thinking you can make it, I'm the food to eat. Mama trying to make it, trying to take it easy, but you cannot comprehend your fate. Just wait, have faith. It gets cold down there. Blessings and grace, and welcome to tonight's theme, Climbing Jacob's Ladder. Tonight's musing was inspired by a book that I've been perusing called Climbing Jacob's Ladder, Finding Spiritual Freedom Through the Stories of the Bible by Gerald Epstein, M.D. I'm going to read a portion of Chapter 1, Ladder of Self-Mastery. The story of creation and one Jewish mystical tradition of the West says that when God poured light into the worlds of creation, the vessels that were created to contain his light couldn't do so, and they broke. These fragments descended through the upper reaches of creation to the lower realms, which were in darkness. Some light escaped from these vessels and remained in the upper realms. 
However, some sparks clung to the inner surface of these shards and were trapped by these pieces. God needed to retrieve this imprisoned light and sent emissaries to the lower realm, known as Earth, to recover and liberate those sparks. The emissaries were, are, called human beings. So here we are to retrieve something very precious. This is our hero's journey. The road is fraught with danger because we can and do make errors along the way and forget our mission. Nevertheless, God said this creation is good and we are always put to the test to remember that. In remembering our true nature of being in God's image and likeness, we are actually recapturing the light. We are simultaneously healing ourselves, healing the world, and restoring light to God. Now what I gleaned from this book are the steps based upon some of the books in the Bible, as well as to set our intentions by the lessons learned. The first thing is freedom, to find spiritual freedom. Eden is representative of how to live in yourself, in the garden of your inner reality. Adam and Eve represent to know yourself. See, feel, and sense the power of the serpent's words to you, promising you to become God. We are not to become God, but to become one with God. And Cain and Abel, know your Cain and Abel nature. Know why the triumph of materialism has brought decay to our life individually and socially. Abraham, to become faithful. Feel and know in yourself the total change and newness when breaking with the commonly accepted way of life. Lot and Lot's wife, to experience righteousness and expel regret. Jacob, to know self-transformation. Choose whom you wish to become. Know your life's mission and know the true value of work. Joseph, to become awakened. With new understanding, accept your new way of life away from everything that has been familiar to you, having used your gifts for the good of all, and ask the Most High to help. As Joseph, accept the new life, light, and wisdom that your exile has brought you, and be reconciled with your old family in a new way. Moses, become a leader. Samson, feel your strength and to become chaste. Know that we may still be seduced and tempted by the temporary pleasures of this world. And know how Delilah wins. She wins this game when we are not vigilant. Be vigilant. David, become fearless and queen or king of yourself. Be as David, embodying the four male or female archetypes, warrior, wise man, father, king, lover, or queen, mother, wise woman, and lover. Know and understand why unconditional love transcends all other human experiences. See and know how without sacrifice, giving without having to get unconditional love is impossible. 
recognize how the smallest of substances can conquer what seems to be the most overwhelming. Jonah, to become obedient. As Jonah, an inner voice speaking to you, telling you to do what you don't habitually like to do. Know why you are reluctant to obey. See and feel yourself as Jonah, running away in rebellion to what you know is your responsibility and why we must be obedient to the great unseen, the Most High. Job, to be centered and balanced, to become patient. Hear the still small voice confirming your faith in the Most High. Naomi and Ruth, to know loyalty. Feel as Ruth, the yearning for the Most High, and be willing to follow without question. See and sense yourself allowing change, plunging into the new, accepting the freedom in the moment. Feel the strength of Boaz. Feel and sense and know how prayer gives eternal strength that gives eternal life. Esther, to know truth. Know that we always have the opportunity to fulfill that inner beauty, which is truth. Feel and live the peace and harmony created in the world by Esther's bravery and courage to reveal the truth. Daniel, to become disciplined. Live as Daniel, the prophetic way of independence and detachment from the ordinary affairs of daily life. Observe, don't absorb. Jacob's dream of the latter, between earth and heaven and the altar to the Most High that he built upon waking, in which Jacob's yearning to serve the Most High at the site of the future temple in Jerusalem was so strong at that moment. He being still at a great distance from that location was uprooted by divine miracle and brought to Jacob where he was. We too are able to awaken light even from within the deepest darkness. Like Jacob, we are able to draw divinity into our lives even when we feel that we stand at a distance too wide to be crossed from the Most High, accessing our inner light. How does one get from the narrowness to an expansive, liberated sense of possibility in the first place? It's not the power that the expanded consciousness might grant to place oneself down in a different place in time, but the expansions of consciousness, mind, attitude, understanding, and empathy itself. Jacob falls asleep and dreams of a ladder with angels ascending and descending. Classically, this scene is interpreted as the departure and elevation of the angels that accompanied Jacob in Israel and the descent of the angels that would accompany him in his journeys. This ladder represents the ladder of worlds and is the connection between the Most High and the ethereal within our physical body. The conceptual ladder suggests that one may both ascend and descend. The purpose of ascent is to gain a higher perspective, a view from above. The purpose of descent is to fulfill the purpose in creation. In fact, both are essential. Only when one ascends the ladder of creation does one perceive true reality, allowing a sharper and more focused perspective upon re-entry into the earthly spheres. As I normally say, we must zoom out in order to zoom in. 
This ascent and descent is traditionally called prayer. On the most basic level, prayer is turning to the Most High to request one needs. On a Kabbalistic level, the aim of prayer is to attach the soul to its source and to refine and elevate the crass nature of one's baser drives and passions. These two goals go hand in hand. Through elevation and attachment, ascent, one may refine one's character through a deeper understanding of the purpose of creation. That is why we pray each day. Man stands at the crossroads of creation. His body is made from the earth, while his soul was literally breathed into him by the Most High. Man embodies heaven and earth, and in his daily schedule, oscillates between the two. At times, he is spiritually uplifted and detached from the mundane. At other times, he is totally immersed in the materialistic. Jacob's ladder was a metaphor for the experience of prayer. The Hebrew words for ladder and voice, sulam and kol, representing the voice of prayer. Prayer constitutes the ladder through which a human being climbs from his or her earthbound existence into deeper states of consciousness until touching the heavenliness at the core of the human soul. It's the daily climb. During the beginning of the prayers, the worshiper climbs the first step of the spiritual ladder, cultivating the microcosmic universe of within his or her psyche. Then by continuing in prayer, the individual ascends to the second rung in the ladder, encountering the microcosmic world of Yetzira, creation. Subsequently, he or she encounters the cosmic intimacy with the world of emanations or the world of causes. What this means is that each morning we are summoned to climb Jacob's ladder and to cultivate our microcosmic four worlds that reside at various strata of our identity. Only after this intense meditation and emotional journey can we face the bustling street with the vision and the fortitude required to illuminate the world around us with goodness and love. Fusion occurs in the reactor of prayer. Upon ascending the ladder and the touring the higher worlds, while rising level after level, the view from above is stunning. The material world below is almost a joke, pathetically insignificant in the huge divine light accessible in the higher realms. At the height of meditation, the soul experiences a spiritual ecstasy so powerful that it wishes to expire and leave the earthly container. At the height of the flight, it dissolves in awe, standing before the Almighty. All notions of ego and self are dispelled and the pervading feeling of being one with the essence of the Most High. At that level, one senses that the purpose of creation is for the divine soul, the divine soul to descend through the worlds and become enclosed in the earthly body and immersed in daily routine engagement. One then understands that a deep knowledge of the higher realms brings one to a much richer involvement in this world. It is specifically 
in the lowest of all realms that one can make a dwelling place for the divine. The Most High desires to have an abode in this world. This is achieved by the soul's descent and its transformation of physical darkness into spiritual light and of the bitter into sweet. We may now understand why Kabbalah anatomically maps out the pathways of heaven. Through studying this chain order and meditating upon it, one becomes totally sensitized to the Shekinah, the dwelling of the essence of the Most High, as well as becoming aware of not only one's own purpose, but the purpose of all creation. Sees it as the task of a lifetime dedicated to study, meditation, and intense personal, ethical, and spiritual refinement. Four of the worlds are spiritual, heavenly realms in a descending chain, although the lowest world of Asaya has both spiritual and physical aspect. Adam Kadmon, meaning primordial man, Adam denotes the upright configuration of the Sephirah in the form of man, though not yet manifest. Kadmon signifies primary of all primaries the first pristine emanation. Atzulit, meaning world of emanation, also close. On this level, the light of the infinite divine, without end, radiates and is still united with its source. Baraya, meaning world of creation, on this level, is the first concept of creation, however, without yet shape or form. Yet Zira, meaning the world of formation, on this level, the created being assumes shape and form. The emotional sephira, the souls worship through divine emotion and striving as they sense their distance from the understanding of Bariah, the world of creation. This ascent and descent channels the divine vitality through the worlds, furthering the divine purpose. Asaya, meaning world of action. On this level, the creation is complete differentiated and particular due to the concealment and reduction in size of the divine vitality. However, it is still on a spiritual level. Fulfillment and kingship predominates. Below spiritual Asaya is physical Asaya, the final, lowest realm of existence, our material universe with all its creations. The last two sephira of Asaya channel the life force into physical. The world of action. The first step toward genuine growth requires you to take control of your inner world of action, becoming conscious of your day-to-day and hour-to-hour behavioral patterns and conduct, and introducing the critically needed changes you need to make in your schedule. The changes may be in the area of social behavior, avoiding gossip, slander, and bickering, in your business relationships, eliminating dishonesty and cheating, or in your personal life, ceasing immoral behavior, confronting addictions, controlling your inclination to gamble. The initial step to take in climbing Jacob's Ladder is a commitment to change undesirable habits on a tangible, behavioral level. This symbolizes our own labor of confronting the beast within us, and sacrificing its cravings, addictions, and lust to the Most High. Your inner beast 
may still be very crude and brutish, yet you are empowered to control its behavior and avenues of expression. Surrender to the Most High. This is the first stage of our personal work. Your heart may not be aglow with spiritual passion, but before you can achieve significant growth in your life, you must first surrender your animal and tame it. And yet, we are not robotic machines. Our behaviors are the result of emotions, attitudes, and perspectives. If you wish to maintain a healthy and ethical lifestyle, you can't merely do the right things by rote. You must be inspired inwardly. The journey must continue into the second layer of consciousness, the world of Yetzirah, the world of creation, the world of formation. The second step in growth calls on you to explore the inner formations of your psyche. In the world of Yetzirah, you need to examine your inner attitudes, motives, and temperaments that give birth to your daily conduct and behavior. You must muster the strength to reformat your internal emotional structure. The primary function is to weed it out. The relationship between the Most High and the world is not seen merely as a relationship between the Creator and the created, but rather as a link between the surface level of reality and the depth of reality. A relationship with the Most High means a relationship with your own inner core, with the reality of your reality. Alienation from the Most High means alienation from the depths of self. The Most High, as the author of nature, is intended to help us realign ourselves and our world with their true reality, with their authentic essence, with the Most High. The meditation on these truths help us weed out our selfish, beastly, and egocentric inclinations, cravings, and attitudes, and transcend our shame, fear, and resentment. It helps us to rewire our inner emotional structure and reformat our feelings and passions. But how about the scars and wounds that have become entrenched in our psyche? How about the abuse and inner turmoil that we have seeped into the very stuff of our chemistry? Can we ever heal from them? For this, we must process the third layer of consciousness, the world of creation. The world of creation. In this state of consciousness, you do not merely reform yourself as in the layer of formation, but you are empowered to recreate yourself. Here in the world of Berea, you surrender all that you previously claimed as yours to the divine vision of life, allowing for the higher power to recreate your identity all over again, from nothing to something. The Most High creates existence every day anew. Here you are allowed entry into the core space of self, that recognizes its perpetual metamorphosis from nothingness into somethingness. Here, O Israel, the Most High is one. The Most High is the only one recreating us every day and every moment as aspects of His being, as expressions of His reality. This can be a frightening moment. You must possess the readiness to erase 
the entirety of what you've been programmed with, surrendering all of it. It may feel like jumping off a cliff, yet when you take that jump, you allow yourself to experience rebirth, soaring far and beyond the limitations and the parameters of your previously finite and flawed emotional structure. The world of intimacy into the fourth and deepest world, that of absolute. Here you give up everything, even the feeling that you have given up everything. You allow yourself to melt away in the all-pervading reality of the One, the Most High. You achieve intimacy with the Divine. Your entire personality becomes a transparent conduit through which the Oneness of the Most High shines forth. To take control of the first world is to become self-controlled and a fulfilled human being. One humbles and enters the second universe, a courageous and profound soul. One enters the third universe, a happy man, and one who climbed the fourth step of the ladder, for he and happiness have become one. Our freedom can never come through the agency of any institution created by the hand of man. The false selves that we endure are the main obstacles blocking our way up the ladder to the Most High, to let go of all the falseness that indwells and allow the Shekinah glory of ourselves, the temple, to be filled with the light of the Most High. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace. I hustled since I was 13. I done seen it all, I've been through it all. And I felt like everybody else been trying to put their views down on what it's about. They ain't really kick it the way I see it, you know what I'm saying? So I just dropped my story of what everybody else been going through. And it's just me in a row, you know? You know they just jacked us. It's a lot of that going around, but we try to like...
Jacob Slatter on my journey to Bethel. Direction does not matter. Reach Zion out of hell. Climbing Jacob's ladder on my journey to Bethel. Direction does not matter. Reach Zion.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness, starting off on mintpressnews.com. United States Senate quietly approves $38 billion for Israel amid historic economic downturn. The Senate Foreign Relations Committee quietly passed a bill yesterday to give Israel a minimum of $38 billion over the next 10 years, despite the ongoing devastation to the United States economy caused by coronavirus. The bill, S-3176, will now go before the Senate since the legislation has already been passed by the House of Representatives. If the Senate passes the bill, it will then go to the President to be signed into law. The bill was passed by the committee under two unusual circumstances with almost no public awareness. First, City Committee Chairman Jim Risch, Republican from Idaho, refused to allow a live stream of the meeting, despite the fact that the Senate Rules Panel had recommended that extra efforts be taken to ensure public transparency while the Capitol is closed to the public and the presence of reporters is severely limited. The Senate's Press Gallery Standing Committee of Correspondents had objected strongly to Rich's decision. Second, the bill was passed without being named, debated, or even discussed, even though it would set into law the largest such aid package in United States history. There has been no mention of the bill by most media in the United States. The massive package is particularly noteworthy in light of the current devastation to the American taxpayers who will be footing the bill over $10 million per day. In recent months, approximately 30 million Americans have lost jobs. 100,000 small businesses have already closed forever, and over 7 million are at risk of doing so. The bill was voted as part of a package of 15 bills that were voted in bloc altogether. Given the power of the pro-Israel lobby, combined with the fact that the United States media are not informing Americans of this use of their tax money, the likelihood is that United States money to Israel will go up in the future, possibly even this year. Most Americans say they feel the United States is giving Israel too much money. Israel has received more United States tax money than any other country, on average about 7,000 times more per capita than others around the world. The Council for the National Interest has posted a petition against this year's installment of $38 billion. So far, it has been signed by close to 2,000 people. Moving forward to timesofisrael.com, Iran's head rabbi berates Israelis, Netanyahu, you don't represent Judaism. Rabbi Yehuda Jeremiah lashes out at Prime Minister Zionist in Hebrew statement broadcast on Quds Day, saying Iranian Jews strongly condemn your aggressive actions. Tehran's chief rabbi on Friday lashed out at Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Jewish Israelis as Iran marked its annual anti-Israel Quds Day. Rabbi Yehuda Jeremiah, the head rabbi of the Iranian Jewish community, said in a Hebrew message aimed at Israelis, you don't represent Judaism.
prominent figures in the Jewish community of Iran, where the Islamist regime avowedly seeks Israel's destruction, intermittently issue anti-Israel statements that match the regime's agenda. There has been a spate of such statements disseminated in Iranian media in recent days, including by Iran's sole Jewish MP and by an extreme anti-Zionist rabbi. While Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, has stepped up its calls for Israel to be eliminated. Prior to the Islamic Revolution in 1979, there were some 100,000 Jews in Iran. By 2016, according to Iranian census, that number had fallen to below 10,000. We Iranian Jews want to send this message to the Zionists and first and foremost to Netanyahu, Jeremiah said. Know that you Zionists do not represent Judaism and do not represent the Jewish people, Jeremiah said in a statement broadcast on Iranian television. You only represent the idea of a political movement whose ideas and values oppose the ideas and values of our holy Torah and the Jewish religion. We strongly condemn your aggressive actions and emphasize to the whole world there is a big difference between Judaism and Zionism, Jeremiah said. Opposing Israel is a humanitarian and religious obligation, Moray Segduk said, calling the Jewish state the catastrophe of Zionism. When something is done by Jews, that does not make it Jewish. Jewish is defined by what Torah commands. Making our own state or oppressing other people is forbidden by Judaism and cannot be considered Jewish, Hearst said in an interview published Friday by Iran's semi-official Fars news site. Moving forward to APnews.com. Judge rules against Florida on felons paying fines to vote. A Florida law requiring felons to pay legal fees as part of their sentences before regaining the vote is unconstitutional for those unable to pay or unable to find out how much they owe, a federal judge ruled Sunday. The 125-page ruling was issued by United States District Court Judge Robert Hinkle in Tallahassee. It involves a state law to implement a 2016 bailout measure approved by voters to automatically restore the right to vote for many felons who have completed their sentence. The Republican-led legislator stipulated that fines and legal fees must be paid as part of the sentence in addition to serving any prison time. This is a tremendous victory for voting rights. Julie Ebenstein, senior staff attorney, with ACLU's Voting Rights Project said in a statement, the court recognized that conditioning a person's right to vote on their ability to pay is unconstitutional. This ruling means hundreds of thousands of Floridians will be able to rejoin the electorate and participate in upcoming elections. Moving forward to firstpost.com. Scientists worried about the Earth's weakening magnetic field. The Earth's magnetic field is weakening and swarm satellites to investigate. Earth's magnetic field has been weakening across a wide stretch of area for reasons unknown. Scientists have found the magnetic field from Africa to South America to be gradually weakening. While researchers are digging into data to learn more about the area known as the South Atlantic Anomaly, 
the phenomenon is causing technical disturbances and satellites orbiting the Earth. Experts from the European Space Agency, ESA, have warned that the changing magnetic field can affect the spacecraft in the region. Earth's magnetic field is a complex and dynamic force that helps in sustaining life by shielding us from cosmic radiations and other charged particles from the sun. It works on the basis of dynamo effect, and the molten metals in the Earth's core create electric currents. These, in turn, generate the electromagnetic field of the planet. The weakening of the magnetic field gives rise to speculations that the Earth is heading for an imminent pole reversal, a phenomenon in which North and South Poles switch places. According to the data given by the ESA, the magnetic field has lost nearly 9% of its strength on a global average in the last 200 years. This year, the minimum field strength in the South Atlantic anomaly has seen a drop of around 24,000 nanoteslas to 22,000 from its strength in 1970. The area of anomaly has also grown in this period. The patch has also moved farther west at a rate of roughly 12 miles per hour over the past 50 years. Moreover, another center of minimum intensity has emerged in the anomaly of the past five years, which can possibly lead to the split-up of the South Atlantic anomaly. Scientists from the Swarm Data Innovation and Science Cluster, DISC, are using data from ESA's group of swarm satellites to better understand the occurrence. The new eastern minimum of the South Atlantic anomaly has appeared over the last decade and in recent years is developing vigorously, said Jordan Matzka from the German Research Center of Geosciences. He added, we are very lucky to have swarm satellites in orbit to investigate the development of the South Atlantic anomaly. Blessings and strength and grace to all of us on this planet. On a side note, for those that are awake and aware, this may be the beginning of the great year. Overstand. Blessings and strength to us all. Moving forward to FDA.gov, FDA announces temporary flexibility policy regarding certain labeling requirements for foods for humans during COVID-19 pandemic. The United States Food and Drug Administration is issuing a guidance document to provide additional temporary flexibility and food labeling requirements to manufacturers and vending machine operators. The goal is to provide regulatory flexibility where appropriate to help minimize the impact of supply chain disruptions on product availability associated with the current COVID-19 pandemic. Entitled Temporary Policy Regarding Certain Food Labeling Requirements During COVID-19 Public Health Emergency minor formulation changes, and vending machines. This guidance is one of several the FDA has issued to provide temporary flexibility to the food industry to help support the food supply chain and meet customer demand during the pandemic. First, 
the FDA is providing flexibility for manufacturers to make minor formulation changes. To make minor formulation changes in certain circumstances without making conforming label changes, such as making a change to product ingredients without updating the ingredient list on the packaged food when such a minor change is made. For purposes of this guidance, minor formulation changes should be consistent with the general factors listed below as appropriate safety, quantity, prominence, characterizing ingredient, claims, and nutrition functions. Specific examples are contained in the guidance. For example, an ingredient could be temporarily reduced or omitted, like green peppers from a vegetable quiche that contains small amounts of multiple vegetables without a change in the ingredient list on the label. Substitution of certain oils may temporarily be appropriate without a label change such as canola oil for sunflower oil because they contain similar types of fat. Another formulation change for which we are providing temporary flexibility is the substitution of bleached flowers. Some flowers require the word bleached wherever the name of food appears on the label. FDA is aware that currently there is a shortage of bleaching agent used to bleach flour. Given significant supply chain disruptions, for this ingredient during this time, FDA is providing temporary flexibility for the substitution of unbleached flour for bleached flour without a corresponding label change while there continue to be bleached flour shortages. Second, the FDA is providing temporary flexibility to the vending machine industry and will not object if covered operators do not meet vending machine labeling requirements to provide calorie information for foods sold in the vending machines at this time. As a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, vending machine operators may need to change business practices and there may be temporary disruptions in supply chain for foods sold in vending machines where possible FDA encourages covered vending machine operators to continue to comply with the vending machine labeling requirements. So ones must be especially careful with what you eat at this time. Moving forward to ScienceDaily.com, vitamin D determines severity in COVID-19, so government advice needs to change, expert urges. Researchers point to change in government advice in Wales, England, and Scotland. Researchers from Trinity College Dublin are calling on the government in Ireland to change recommendations for vitamin D supplements. A new publication from Dr. Iman Laird and Professor Rose Ann Kinney School of Medicine and the Irish Longitudinal Study on Aging, TILDA, in collaboration with Professor John Rhodes at the University of Liverpool, highlights the association between vitamin D levels and mortality from COVID-19. The authors of the article just published in the Irish Medical Journal analyzed all European adult population studies completed since 1999 with measured vitamin D and compared vitamin D and death rates from COVID-19. 
Vitamin D is produced in the skin from UVB sunlight exposure and is transported to the liver and then the kidney where it's changed into an active hormone that increases calcium transport from food in the gut and ensures calcium is adequate to keep the skeleton strong and free of osteoporosis. But vitamin D can also support the immune system through a number of immune pathways involved in fighting SARS CoV 2. Many recent studies confirm the pivotal role of vitamin D in viral infections. The study shows that, counterintuitively, countries at lower latitude and typically sunny countries such as Spain and northern Italy had low concentrations of vitamin D and high rates of vitamin D deficiency. These countries also experienced the highest infection and death rates in Europe. The northern latitude countries of Norway, Finland, and Sweden have higher vitamin D levels despite less UVB sunlight exposure because supplementation and fortification of foods is more common. These Nordic countries have lower COVID-19 infection and death rates. The correlation between low vitamin D levels and death from COVID-19 is statistically significant. The authors propose that whereas optimizing vitamin D levels will certainly benefit bone and muscle health, the data suggests that it's also likely to reduce serious COVID-19 complications. This may be because vitamin D is important in regulation and suppression of the inflammatory cytokine response, which causes the severe consequences of COVID-19 and acute respiratory distress syndrome associated with ventilation and death. Professor Rose Ann Kenny said, in England, Scotland, and Wales, public health bodies have revised recommendations since the COVID-19 outbreak. Recommendations now state that all adults should take at least 400 IU vitamin D daily. Again, the recommendation now states that all adults should take at least 400 IUs of vitamin D daily. Whereas there is currently no results from randomized control trials to conclusively prove that vitamin D beneficially affects COVID-19 outcomes, there is strong circumstantial evidence of associations between vitamin D and the severity of COVID-19 response, including death. Dr. Iman Laird added, here we see observational evidence of a link of vitamin D with mortality. Optimizing vitamin D intake to public health guidelines will certainly have benefits for overall health and support immune function. Research like this is still exploratory, and we need further trials to have concrete evidence on the level of vitamin D that is needed for optimal immune function. However, studies like this is also reminds us of how low our vitamin D status is in the population, even in sunny countries, and adds further weight to some sort of mandatory vitamin D fortification policy. If the Nordic countries are allowed to do this, there is no reason Ireland, the UK, or the rest of Europe can't either. Again, it is recommended that all adults should take at least 400 IUs of vitamin D daily. Moving forward to cbsnews.com, George Floyd's death sparks large protests and confrontations with police. 
Large crowds gathered Tuesday to protest at the site where a man was violently arrested the night before. George Floyd, who was black, repeatedly told a white police officer kneeling on his neck while handcuffed that he could not breathe. But despite Floyd's pleas for his life, the officer didn't let up for more than seven minutes and Floyd died hours later. The incident was caught on video by an onlooker. The case is drawing comparisons to the death of Eric Garner, an unarmed black man who died in 2014 confrontation in the New York City borough of Staten Island after being placed in a chokehold by police. People gathered on the 3700 block of Chicago Avenue where Floyd was arrested for suspicion of forgery outside of Delhi. After he was taken into custody, the incident that followed, the 46-year-old was taken to Heppinen County Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead, according to CBS Minnesota. Four police officers were fired Tuesday for their roles in the incident. The FBI is taking part in the investigation. Thousands of protesters marched roughly two miles from the site of the arrest to the Minneapolis Police 3rd Precinct Building. According to CBS Minnesota, officers dressed in riot gear formed a barrier around the precinct, and video shows them using smoke bombs and tear gas, as well as flash grenades against the demonstrators. Along with video of more peaceful protests, several videos posted on Twitter also show protesters throwing bricks and rocks at police cars and smashing windows. CBS Minnesota reported that at least one officer has been injured. There is no word on any protesters being arrested. Andy Mannix, a Star Tribune reporter, posted updates of the event on social media as they unfolded Tuesday. He tweeted footage of people dousing each other with milk after being hit with tear gas and many hiding behind shopping carts from a nearby Target as they continued the standoff with police. Even when it started pouring rain, hundreds could be seen still protesting. Mannix said, he was shot in the thigh with the rubber bullet while covering the protest. Mannix also photographed another man who was shot twice with marker rounds, once in his torso and the other in his arm. Minnesota Representative Ilion Omar tweeted Tuesday night that shooting rubber bullets and tear gas at unarmed protesters when there are children present should never be tolerated, ever. What is happening tonight in our city is shameful. Police need to exercise restraint and our community needs space to heal. Though he hasn't made any remarks since the protests began, Minnesota Mayor Jacob Frey said earlier in the day that what happened to Floyd was horrible and completely and utterly messed up. Being black in America should not be a death sentence, he posted on Twitter. This man's life matters. He matters. I believe what I saw, and what I saw was wrong, is wrong, on every level. Moving forward to fox26houston.com. Houstonians gather to honor George Floyd and protest police brutality. Before moving to Minneapolis, George Floyd was a resident in Houston's Third Ward. 
Hundreds of residents from the community gathered at Emancipation Park for a vigil in his honor and to protest against police brutality. Floyd was killed Monday night in Minneapolis. Police accused him of being a criminal. But tonight, the Houston man was honored in the Third Ward, remembered as a gentle giant with a huge heart. Over 200 people gathered at Emancipation Park in the Third Ward neighborhood where George Floyd was raised. He moved to Minneapolis to start a new life. Close friends of Floyd claiming he was on the right track. Milton Carney, a close friend who calls Floyd his brother, tells Fox 26 he was doing good. He had got there. He obtained some property. Like I said, he had just called me. We was high-fiving and talking on the phone about, you know, you got your first piece of property. Man, that means it's working. You're going to be all right. Johnny Phillips is another close friend who said, growing up in the community homes, you know, he was just a young guy that was athletic, fun to be around, and was lovable. The crowd held a moment of silence to honor their friend who died while handcuffed with the Minneapolis police officer putting weight with his knee on Floyd's neck for several minutes, causing Floyd to pass out and die in the hospital. Floyd was well-known and respected in the community. He was like a big teacher. He was educated. Cal Wayne said this about Floyd. He wasn't a dumb man. He had a scholarship. He went to college. You know what I'm saying? He was on the path to doing better. Like I said, he was nonviolent. Emotions ran high when HPD officer tried to address the crowd, but for the most part was peaceful. Attendees said tonight was about honoring their brother. I want him to be remembered as a good person that he was. And he's going to be remembered as that. And he's going to get justice. Something is going to happen, said Carney. Some people who attended the vigil say that this is just the beginning. Excuse me, but I'm touched. I have a husband and two sons. To hear this keep happening in our world is disgusting. We need to overcome. We need to be healed. We need to find freedom and shine our lights. Some people who attended the vigil say that this is just the beginning for them and are making plans to head to Minneapolis in their quest to see justice served. Blessings and strength to them and let justice be served and let us all send prayers, vibrational energy of strength to his family and all his loved ones and to overturn the frequency of negativity, hatred, and savagery in this world, in Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology, blessings, and grace. Now what if there wasn't no niggas, just master teachers? And what if there wasn't no rappers, only preachers? Would you eat what they feed you? And would you let them beseech you? Would you let them box you up and put that price on your back? 1949, that's including the state sales tax. For your money, sell your soul to the Confederate flag. 
No is his conscience, that's just breaker. Told me it's here to do the And I can smell it in the air like them dark bodies swinging from the poplar tree. And I can feel it in my bones as I become everything they told me not to be. No is his conscience, that's just breaker. Told me it's here to do the Throw that fluoride in your drink to censor everything you think Fuck up a third time and then they sentence you to life This ain't no game, baby, but you keep playing, baby The same rope they throw you is the one you hang from, baby No, it's his conscience, it's just yeah. Told me it's here to do the Cause it ain't nothing quite like this country of mine Where a nigga gets shot by a cop at the drop of a dime back and sad cause that's really what we at That's really what we at No, it's his conscience, it's just breaker Would you be rapping about the trap? Cause you trapped, and that's exactly where they want you at. Liberate yourself, don't let them steal your mental health Cause it's the white ones with the wealth who benefit off what you said Though you in jail taking your right away to freedom Shackle you with chains, as if that's really proper treatment I'm not a preacher, but I had to let it out In the name of those before me, like Nina Simone and James Brown I'm black and proud, yeah, yeah, I'm black and proud I'm black and loud, yeah, yeah, I'm black and loud And if you got a problem, you can sit the fuck down No, it's his conscience, it's just people Without a palace, no feelings, no success. Africa, the motherland, understand the richest continent. When me ready, me a step, me no go fear, no consequence. See them, I come with them weakness and the pretense in a frequency. On a press button on a weak fence, King Marks, I come with the defense. Black star line on the seat when we are steamless enemies. Them want reduce my lineage to a state of misery. LK Amal come get shot, I give speech. Look what the civil rights country approach. Man, I get shot, cut them off, I be free. And a fruit is a man where you hang from a tree. Can't move, get stopped like a gottery. Revolution spread like a margarine. Cause I'm black, why the bad on a free. I feel pay women out if I remember seas.
Gone like a thief in the night to their murder King Leopold could never afford her The matter African man when slaughter Come with the Bible when not take your offer African spiritual system marauder Chop me arm and leg and teach me black Turn on one me be patriot See a colonist country and miss me with that thing Royal African a big idiot Napoleon a gone like him never come squat Pan a native than a ear to be called that The best equality the French them a chat But them never mean no ones in a France where they black Kerosene in my pocket Black power not no outage I have voltage not fit charge it Study everything about me History never lost it Focus on the victory Now study words like forfeit The Ethiopians are burnt Faced in me a chocolate Preservation of the melanin Me have a flaunt it Importance of your health and lineage So seek the knowledge History books deceiving Make you feel incompetent Use them and make fashion And no use African tread Denial of your origin is like a corset Illusion of exterior with internal garbage Original policies and kingdoms found in Mali Never told us black is powerful and them not sorry Spear the whites, black soldiers are frontline for your army See the facts, give them killers of the guilty carry Here and now of it all. 
things change, the more they stay the same of it all. The song and dance of it all. The truth that we are all free of it all. The truth that we are all free of it all. The most high, the most high, the most high will make a way of it all. The deciding and designing a path of it all. The tiredness and sustaining of forward motion of it all. The faith that that works means nothing of it all. The complex nature of it all. The stuck on stupid of it all. The careful, never carefree of it all. The tippy toes and eggshells of it all. The come and play, but don't stay, of it all. The sit back, but don't relax, of it all. The agitation and indifference, of it all. The tyranny and trauma, with a smile, of it all. The I am so tired of this racist crap of it all. There are other things I'd rather be doing than worrying about my sons and my husband and my safety. Of it all. The I don't want to fight this fight I thought we had rights. Of it all. until I can leave of it all. The, there has to be a place here on earth that is welcoming to us and better than here of it all. The securing a place for generations of it all. The making the plan real of it all. The making the plan real of it all, the making the plan real of it all, the constantly being in prayer of it all.
Blessings and grace, and welcome to Technology. Starting off with technologyreview.com. A flood of coronavirus apps are now tracking us. Now it's the time to keep track of them. There's a deluge of apps that detect your COVID-19 exposure, often with little transparency. Our COVID-19 Tracing Tracker Project will document them. Again, this is at technologyreview.com. As the COVID-19 pandemic rages, technologists everywhere have been rushing to build apps, services, and systems for contact tracing, identifying and notifying all those who come in contact with the carrier. Some are lightweight and temporary, while others are pervasive and invasive. China's system, for example, sucks up data, including citizens' identity, location, and even online payment history, so that local police can watch for those who break quarantine rules. Some services are being produced locally by small groups of coders, while others are vast global operations. Apple and Google are mobilizing huge teams to build their upcoming systems that notify people of potential exposure, which could be used by hundreds of millions of people almost immediately. Opinions differ on whether these apps are just a technocratic daydream or, if done correctly, a potentially useful supplement to manual tracing in which human workers interview people who've been diagnosed with COVID-19 and then track down their recent contacts. But the reality is that these services are already rolling out and many more likely to come in the next few months. Despite the avalanche of services, however, we know very little about them or how they could affect society. How many people will download and use them and how widely used do they have to be in order to succeed? What data will they collect and who is it shared with? How will that information be used in the future? Are there policies in place to prevent abuse? We started asking these questions and found that they were not always clear answers. So to help monitor this fast-evolving situation, we're gathering the information into a single place for the first time with our COVID-19 tracing tracker, a database to capture detail of every significant automated contact tracing effort around the world. We've been working with a range of experts to understand what we need to look at, pulling resources, including government documents, announcements, and media reports, as well as talking directly to those who are making these apps to understand the technologies and policies involved. So far, we have documented 25 individual significant automated contact tracing efforts globally, including details on what they are and how they work, and what policies and processes have been put in place around them. This is called MIT Technology Review COVID Tracing Tracker. MIT Technology Review COVID Tracing Tracker. So far, the apps are located in Australia. It's called COVID Safe, Austria, Stop Corona, Bahrain, Be Aware, Bulgaria, Viral Safe, China, Chinese Health Code System, Cyprus, Cove Tracer, Czech, Eruska, Estonia, Estonia's app, Finland, Ketchu, France, Stop COVID, Germany, Corona app, Ghana, 
GH COVID-19 Tracker, Iceland, Rankin C-19, India, Arogya Setu, Iran, Mask.ir, Ireland, HSE COVID-19 App, Israel, Ha-Majin, Italy, Immuni, Malaysia, MyTrace, Mexico, COVID Radar, North Macedonia, Stop Corona, Norway, Smitstop, Poland, Protego, Qatar, Etiraz, Singapore, Trace Together, Switzerland, Swiss Contact Tracing App, Turkey, Hayat Eve Cigar, United Arab Emirates, Trace COVID, United Kingdom, NHS COVID-19 app. Moving forward, also on the technology review, why one United State will have two coronavirus tracing apps. North Dakota was one of the first American states to launch a coronavirus contact tracing app in April. Now several weeks into the process of reopening the state, the government in Bismarck says it will take advantage of the newly released Apple-Google exposure notification system, but that doing so will require it to run two separate apps. That even one of the lowest population states in the United States isn't able to definitively zero in on a single solution illustrates just how difficult it is for governments to figure out what to do next, even months into the pandemic. The first mover, before North Dakota began to reopen some services on May 1st, the state released an app called Care 19. This is an opportunity for North Dakotians to be leaders in the worldwide response to COVID-19, Governor Doug Burgum said at the time of release. Our goal is for at least 50,000 North Dakotans to download the app. Six weeks later, 33,000 North Dakotans had done so. It tracks location data for residents to help contact tracing efforts. A data dilemma. When Apple and Google teamed up to build automatic contact tracing or exposure notification systems across Android and iOS operating systems, they introduced a set of privacy-protecting rules that health authorities must follow in order to use their tech. These include forbidding location tracking, instead forcing health authorities to rely on Bluetooth. That placed North Dakota's location-based service in a bind. Now, after lengthy discussions with Apple and Google, North Dakota will release two coronavirus tracing apps, one using location tracking, one using Bluetooth, in a move that is designed to give citizens a choice but could end up splitting the overall effort. The suite of two state-backed apps will include Care19 Dairy, which will track a person's location history, and Care19 Exposure, which will use the Apple Google API to track risky contact events using Bluetooth. The two apps won't communicate with each other or share data. North Dakota wants way more downloads, and officials are banking on the Apple-Google joint effort to drive awareness in a way they're simply not capable of doing. Moving forward to AIDaily.co.uk. AI that codes itself. Every boy needs a dog, and every program needs a programmer, right? Well, it seems that the new deep learning AI by you has decided to shatter this status quo by writing code of its own. 
created by researchers at Rice University. With funding from the United States Department of Defense, the system seeks to make coding more accessible for the average layman. It acts as a sort of search engine that will display usable code based on keywords. Instead of spending sleepless nights honing their skills on Code Academy, anyone will be able to start developing. Sorry, computer scientists. It looks like even your jobs aren't safe from automation. Bayou, B-A-Y-O-U, was trained by essentially being fed all the coding on GitHub, a popular code sharing platform, and then uses this data to find the user's intent before writing its own code. It does this via a new technique known as neural sketching, whereby you will create a sketch for each program and assign them with a purpose for later use. When a user inputs a keyword, the AI will then sort through its sketches to find the likely solution. Similar projects in the past were known to have extremely specific constraints and requirements that would damage functionality. So Bayou is a huge leap forward for the field of deep learning and may even be paving the way for the future of coding and software development. It may still be in its infancy, but it's clear to see that Bayou's potential is limitless. So we now have AI that codes itself. Moving forward to Powerboat, Dashworld.com. Azura Marine launches Moda Yacht, powered solely by the sun. Singapore-based Azura Marine have announced the launch of their first solar-powered catamaran yacht on the 8th of May, 2020, in Bali, Indonesia. Solar Eclipse, the first hull in Aquanema 40 series, is capable of undertaking non-stop ocean voyages powered only by sunlight. She is a unique four-cabin, eight-guest yacht designed for extended cruising without any need for fossil fuels or refueling stops of any nature. The Aquanema 40 solar-powered catamarans are also equipped with the 56 M2 rain catchment system, water marker, and air conditioning water recovery, rendering water supply stops unnecessary too. For the owner, this means limitless cruising with no fuel costs, no noise or vibration, no smells, no polluting emissions, and no disturbance of marine life. The electric motors are virtually maintenance-free, with only a couple of low-cost bearings to be replaced at 20,000 hours, more than a typical lifetime usage of a yacht. In combination with its high-efficient hull design, this enables the yacht to cruise continuously 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and is capable of crossing oceans. The yacht is able to travel more than 100 nautical miles, 185 kilometers, in a single day without stopping. Solar Eclipse carries a six-person tender, which is powered by Azure Marine's own electric outboard motor, Manta 2.0, fully designed and built in-house and available commercially to customers. The portable Lylon battery pack for the tender is charged directly from the yacht and can just as easily be charged when ashore. Azure Marine will shortly begin construction of the Aquanema 45 model from its Sayurabaya base, which will see the start of production in marine-grade aluminum.
Moving forward to SingularityHub.com, a new bionic eye could give robots and the blind 2020 vision. A bionic eye could restore sight to the blind and greatly improve robotic vision. But current visual sensors are a long way from the impressive attributes of nature's designs. Now researchers have found a way to mimic its structure and create an artificial eye that reproduces many of its capabilities. A key part of what makes the eye's design so powerful is its shape, but this is also one of the hardest things to mimic, the concave shape of the retina. The photoreceptor-laden layer of tissue at the back of the eye makes it possible to pick up much more light as it passes through the curved lens than it would pick up if it was flat. But replicating this curved sensor array has proven difficult. In a paper published last week in Nature, though researchers from Hong Kong University of Science and Technology devised a way to build photosensors directly into a hemispherical artificial retina, this enabled them to create a device that can mimic the wide field of view, responsiveness, and resolution of the human eye. The structural mimicry of Gu and colleagues' artificial eye is certainly impressive, but what makes it truly stand out from previously reported devices is that many of its sensory capabilities compare favorably with those of its natural counterpart, writes Hongguru Jiang, an engineer at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in a perspective in nature. Moving forward to interestingengineering.com, DARPA is creating a travel adapter that will be implanted in soldiers' bodies. The device will provide soldiers control over their own physiology. Soldiers are often required to travel abroad to unsanitary places. As such, their bodies suffer the consequences of these long and excruciating travels. Soldiers often suffer from jet lag and even diarrhea, among other health conditions, related to travel to unsafe places, and as a consequence, they can end up feeling exhausted or even sick. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, is seeking to rectify that through an implantable device. An implantable device. Through advances in medical devices and synthetic biology, DARPA's new Advanced Acclimation and Protection Tool for Environmental Readiness the acronym is ADAPTER. Program aims to develop a travel adapter for the human body, an implantable or ingestible bioelectronic carrier that can provide warfighters control over their own physiology. The integrated system will be designed to entrain the sleep cycle either to a new time zone or back to a normal sleep pattern after night missions and eliminate bacteria that caused travelers' diarrhea after ingestion of contaminated food and water, reads a DARPA statement on the new device. The goal of the ADAPTER program is to produce the therapies within the body itself. The goal of the ADAPTER program is to produce the therapies within the body itself. ADAPTER will manage a warfighter's circadian rhythm having the time to reestablish normal sleep after a disruption, such as jet lag or shift lag. It will also provide safe food and water by eliminating 
in vivo the top five bacterial sources of traveler's diarrhea. Both will enhance the health and mobility of warfighters, said Paul Sheehan, Ph.D., Program Manager for the DARPA Adapter Program. Moving forward to CNBC.com, scientists make artificial skin for robots, taking us one step closer to a world of androids. Scientists from around the world are developing robotic skin that helps machines gain the sense of touch. The rush is due to the rise of robotics globally. By 2030, Oxford Economics estimates that robots will displace 20 million human workers worldwide. Expanding a robot's ability to feel allows them to detect temperature changes and discern the texture of a surface and the amount of force on contact. Scientists are moving along on that continuum by developing robotic skin that helps them gain the sense of touch. Researchers from Munich to Japan to Boston are currently looking into how to give robots tactile sensation and in some cases feel pain. Creating skin is just the beginning. So far, robots have been used mostly for their strength and focused intelligence, but over the next few years, there will be an increasing need for robots that instill a sense of humanity. The United States, whose population of 65 and older will nearly double by 2060, appears to be on the same trajectory as other nations like Germany and South Korea, with working-age populations projected to shrink. New elder care systems like startup Intuition Robotics LEQ, which offers seniors digital companion agents that reminds patients to take their meds and exercise, are one such means to provide a sense of companionship for older people. As such, softer robots could allow for a gentler introduction to technology. Such robots may not have the human touch, but they do offer a touch of humanity. <laughs> really. Gurky is dismissive, however, of efforts to build humanoid robots that mimic human beings. A much less compelling argument is in order to have robots accepted by people in their lives. They should look and behave like people, he said. I don't think that's true at all. We're going to take a music moment and come back with herbnology, blessings, and grace. Well, my music go anywhere. The sky's the limit. We, we just don't make music for roots, people, and black, black.
Man property. Don't put your
You better eat your greens before the green consumes you. Focus on the dollar and the dream until the body lets down on you. You say the kale is hard to chew, so you'd rather eat your junk food. Stagnant frequency inside the temple. Now it's affecting your mental state of mind. It happens all the time. You better eat your greens, greens, greens. Asparagus, parsley. Cucumber, carrot, don't forget the collard greens Basil, oregano You know I love my avocado I'm in love with the cocoa, coconut Daylight come, told me I go pick a bunch of green banana Boil it in a stew So you know I gotta add some callaloo Eat your greens. Blessings and grace, and welcome to Herbnology. I'll be talking about the herb called boldo. Boldo is a tree bearing the scientific name of Pumas boldus, native to the Andes Mountains of central Chile, and is now grown in many other parts of the world. Natives of South America have been using this herb in cooking and medicine For hundreds of years, the fruit of this tree is also edible, although it is not widely used. The benefits. Many health benefits are associated with this herb, both traditionally and in present day. It provides relief for gallbladder issues, including gallstones and inflammation. It helps maintain liver health and protects against liver damage. It's an antioxidant agent. It relieves gout urinary infections, and rheumatoid arthritis. It's rich in anti-inflammatory properties and may help give relief from mild anxiety or increase restful sleep. The leaves are popular herbs in Latin American cuisine, possessing a rich woody and savory flavor that is similar to bay leaves. In South America, the leaves are often used as an herbal tea, sometimes blended with yerba mate, for an energizing and healthy beverage. The taste of these leaves is pungent, with notes of pine and menthol. Though originally found on the slopes of the Andes, the small shrubby tree has been introduced all over the world and can now be found growing everywhere from the Mediterranean region to California. Look to the nature of the Most High for all your healing needs. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. And this a little upon mine. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Oh, gosh. Thankful for the blessings that are falling on my table. Learning all my lessons. Now I'm willing and I'm able to do just what I can. As humble as a lamb, working towards a goal, and we give thanks for helping hands. Pray for health and strength, a life for length and peace. 
give thanks every time In every single line Even if it no rhyme I'll go sing redemption songs to the people When I think of where I'm coming from Looking back at where the journey begun I really am to say that I'm strong I'm strong All praises to the most I want Look at where I'm coming from Looking back at where the journey begun I really am to say that Of a queen in a this your concrete jungle Firm in a regime so you're not gonna see me stumble Mama said no come down and mix with us you bungle See they know me just surprise and summarize as summer humble Out of Christiana, yes my left go look for mine Never sell my soul, me circle down and take my time Do it for the love so naturally the lights are shine Now me realize it's my design When I look at where I'm coming from Looking back at where the journey began I really have to say that I'm strong, I'm strong All praises to the most I want Can I tell you where I'm coming from? Looking back at where the journey began I really have to say that I'm strong, I'm strong All praises Heights of great men, reach and kept so you're not the ever left More while you want to tell You might have crush up like a file Still you better go and burn the midnight oil It won't be an easy road But anytime I overcome the pressure Yeah, it free my soul Cause love will never give me more than I can bear So tell me when I really have to fall When I look at where I'm coming from Looking back at where the journey begun
do belong to each other because that's the only chance anybody's got for real happiness you call yourself a free spirit a wild thing and you're terrified somebody's going to stick you in a cage well baby you're already in that cage you build it yourself and it's not bounded in the west by tulip texas or on the east by somaliland it's wherever you go because no matter where you run you just end up running into yourself
you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace, and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. I'll be starting off with the Hebrew word Moserah. It means bond, band, fetter, yoke, chain, harness, correction, chastisement, discipline, admonition, reproof, example, precept, instruction, and learning. A camping place of the children of Israel in the wilderness. It was there that Aaron died and was buried, and his son Eleazar became high priest in his stead. Deuteronomy 10.6 Metaphysically, the seeming trial, chastisement, and bondage in which the Christian remains so long as he has only an intellectual comprehension of divine law. To such one, Hebrews 12.6 reads, Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, instead of whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Divine love must enter into man's idea of the Most High and the divine law, and must fill his life, that he may find in all correction and discipline of spirit only joy and delight, that he may know sickness and sorrow to be the direct result of his own errors. Such unpleasant manifestations will pass away as soon as the errors that caused them are corrected. They are not chastisements sent by the Most High, nor do they come from the Most High. Thus Aaron, symbolizing the intellectual understanding and executive power of divine law, must give way to a higher and more spiritual comprehension of truth. And the metaphysical meaning of truth, the absolute, that which accords with the Most High as divine principle, that which is, has been, and ever will be, that which eternally is. The truth of the Most High is reality, the same yesterday and today, yea, and forever. This verities of being are eternal and have always existed. Truth abides in fullness at the very core of man's being. As his consciousness, awareness expands, he touches the everlasting truth. What seems new is but the unveiling of that which has always been. The basic principle of truth is that the mind of each individual may be consciously unified with divine mind through the indwelling Christ by affirming at one mint atonement with the God mind. We eventually realize the perfect mind which was in Christ Jesus, the metaphysical meaning of spirit, the most high as the moving force in the universe, principle as the breath of life in all creation, the principle of life, creative intelligence, and life. We sometimes discover within ourselves a flow of thought that has been evolved independently of the reasoning process, and we are puzzled about its origin and its safety as a guide. In its beginnings, this seemingly strange source of knowledge is turned aside as a daydream. Again, it seems as a distant voice, an echo of something we have heard and forgotten. One should give attention to this unusual and usually faint whispering of spirit in man. 
it is a development in man of a greater capacity to know himself and to understand the purpose of creation. When one creates all the faculties on truth ideas, the conscious mind and superconscious mind blend, and there is a descent of spiritual energies into soul and body. Then the faculties receive new power to express truth and the body is renewed. The spirit of truth, the mind of the Most High in its executive capacity, it carries out the divine plan of the originating spirit. It proceeds from the Father and bears witness of the Son. The spirit of truth is the Most High's thought projecting into our minds ideas that will build a spiritual consciousness like that of Yeshua. The spirit of truth watches every detail of our life, and when we by affirmation proclaim its presence, it brings new life into our body and prosperity into our affairs. And Ruth is Hebrew for female friend, sympathetic, companion, desirable, delightful, friendship, pleasing, beautiful. A Moabites who became the wife of Boaz, an Israelitish man of Bethlehem, Judah. David was descended from her. Ruth was the daughter-in-law of Naomi and returned with her from Moab to Bethlehem, Judah. Ruth 1-4. Metaphysically, Ruth is the love of the soul in its natural state or the love of the natural soul for the Most High and for things of the Spirit. Ruth is a type of the beautiful, the pure, and the loving characteristics of the natural man. She was the one and only good that Naomi took with her back to Bethlehem, Judah, divine substance, the real. In Ruth's words, in Ruth 1.16, is represented human love raised to divine love by its willingness to leave the love of the unreal, to follow after the real, to go wherever true love leads, to be steadfast in that love, in other words, to love in the highest and best degree, and to acknowledge and worship always the love of the Most High. Ruth's loyalty to the Most High and the spiritual life was rewarded, just as such loyalty always is. Boaz and Ruth were ancestors of King David and David's greater son, Yeshua, the Christ. Here we have the progression of a thought from simple, loving obedience and devotion to a mighty ruler of worlds. The spiritual thought grows very quietly and slowly at first, but gradually increasing until finally carries all before it. The Assyrian word, kela, it means completed, finished, soundness, firmness, integrity, strength, balanced judgment, an ancient, an old man, a city in Assyria that was built either by Nimrod or Ashur, Genesis 10.11. Metaphysically, Kala belongs to the intellectual or mental reasoning plane in man. It signifies a state of consciousness that is built about the belief that age, as it relates to time and experience, brings balanced judgment and fullness or perfection. Sense wisdom led man to take the way of experience in order to acquire knowledge, in order to become as God. 
Because of this choice, man's road to perfection has been long, winding, and thorny. But experience has helped to bring him to the place or degree of enfoldment wherein he perceives and is willing to unify himself with his indwelling spirit of truth, that he may enter into true spiritual understanding and God-likeness. The Hebrew word Asgad. It means Gad is mighty, strong troop, strong, organized body, strong fortune, the mighty God of fortune. Worship, supplication, Gad, sometimes called Baal. A Judite whose children, to the number of 1,222, returned to their own land from the Babylonian captivity, Ezra 2.12, one of those who joined Nehemiah in sealing the covenant, Nehemiah 10.15. Metaphysically, Asgad, with his family, signifies a well-balanced mind in a well-balanced body. The thought of might, as well as the sustenance and abundance, is also contained in that which Asgad signifies. The metaphysical meaning of camel. An individual consciousness, the camel, is a symbol of power, endurance, strength, and patient perseverance. The Hebrew word bana, it means son of affliction, son of wretchedness, son of oppression, son of humility, patient. Two men, officers of King Solomon's, who were commissioned to gather victuals for the king's household, 1 Kings 4.12 and 16, father of Zadok. Zadok worked with Nehemiah in rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem after the Babylonian captivity, Nehemiah 3.4. Metaphysically, Ba'ana is an enduring attitude of mind, that which causes one to let patience have its perfect work, even while in harmony and error seem to abound in one's life and affairs. This attitude of mind is the result of a spirit of fairness that realizes that the apparent evil is the outpicturing of some past error sowing that has been done by the individual himself in that realization is confident and that good is all-powerful and will triumph in the end. Patient continuance in knowing the truth, regardless of appearances, establishes substance in mind and thus aids in sustaining the peace consciousness in the individual. It also brings forth Zaduk, righteous, a strong belief in the right relation of things, and this belief does its part in healing the soul and the body, rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. The metaphysical meaning of spiritual obedience. Obedience comes through understanding man's relation to the Most High. When we show forth wisdom and purity and the perfect principle that is the Most High, we are obedient to Him. The Hebrew word shama, it means hearing, hearkening, obedient, dutiful, understanding, son of Hotham, an Ararite, and one of David's mighty men, 1 Chronicles 11.44. Metaphysically, Shama is an obedient attitude of mind, one attentive to the higher things of spirit. The Hebrew word Caleb, 
It means dog, bold, fearless, ferocious to enemies, impetuous, son of Jephunneh, of the tribe of Judah, Numbers 13.6. He was one of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land of Canaan. Caleb was not discouraged because of the giants in the land, but insisted that the Israelites were able to go up and possess it. Numbers 13.30. It is said of him that he wholly followed Jehovah, the God of Israel, Joshua 14.14. Metaphysically, Caleb, bold, fearless, ferocious to enemies, impetuous, a man who wholly followed Jehovah, signifies an unyielding, uncompromising power in man that is loyal to its highest ideals. In Caleb, we recognize a seemingly invincible power that wars ceaselessly against error, gives no quarter, is fearless and very zealous. In a lower sense, he signifies a warrior and carries a destructive thought in putting away error rather than the constructing, elevating, redeeming spirit of the Christ. In higher, truer sense, Caleb gives the idea of spiritual faith and enthusiasm. True faith is a rock, an invincible power for good in the consciousness. Through faith, the I am is ready and willing to enter into the inner consciousness and possess the people, soul forces. This process of regeneration must be carried on under the divine law. Else psychic forces, men of great stature, will be aroused and will strive for dominion. The Hebrew word Lashem, it means firm, courageous, strong, fortress, precious gem. In the place that the children of Dan conquered and possessed, Joshua 1947. Metaphysically, Lashem, like Laish, a group of steadfast, strong, fearless, and courageous thoughts and consciousness coming into the possession of Dan or becoming allied to and guided by the judgment faculty in the individual. This group of thoughts becomes a veritable fortress, a stronghold for the promotion of that which is good and true. The metaphysical meaning of strength, the energy of the Most High, freedom from weakness, stability of character, power to withstand temptation, capacity to accomplish. Strength is physical, mental, and spiritual. All strength originates in spirit, the thought and the word spiritually expressed being the manifestation. The Greek name Andrew, it means strong, a strong man, manly, a disciple of Jesus Christ and brother of Simon Peter, Matthew 10.2. Metaphysically, Andrew, the strength of the mind that is rejoiced greatly when it finds the inexhaustible source of all strength and exclaims, we have found the Messiah. John 1.41 Andrew symbolizes the strength while Simon Peter symbolizes the faith capacity of the mind. When strength finds faith, they are brothers consciously in the mind and a body of unity is established that carries one along even though one may encounter the most adverse experiences. The Greek word Alephius, it means 
a successor, a supplanter, a leader, a chief, father of Matthew, Levi, who became a disciple of Yeshua, Mark 2.14. Another Alephius was the father of James the Less, a disciple of Yeshua, and husband of Mary, a sister of Yeshua's mother, Mark 3.18. Metaphysically, Alephius, the true spiritual man in us, the father, in which the will and the faculty of order had their inception. Our outer man, with all his faculties and powers, his soul qualities and possibilities, is the child or product of spiritual man, the Son, Jehovah, the Most High, or Christ, who was made in the image and likeness of the great principle of being, the Father-Mother Mind. So both of these men, named Alpheus, represent in a measure the Jehovah God, or Christ, in us, who is our spiritual parent and our leader, or chief. When we recognize this truth by the means of the will, we give up our mortal ideas and consecrate ourselves with all our faculties to spiritual expression. Then spirit in us supplants and succeeds the sensual. We are in truth spiritual. We are in truth spiritual. And we function naturally only when we function spiritually. The Greek word Aristarchus, it means best ruling, the best ruler, best leader, supreme beginning, first principle, a Christian man from Thessalonica, a city in Macedonia. He was a companion of Paul's on missionary journeys and was Paul's fellow prisoner at Rome, Acts 19.29, Colossians 4.10. Metaphysically, Aristarchus is spiritual power, authority, and soul fervor, the very Christ of the Most High, or divine mind itself, which must accompany the word of truth and its redeeming work throughout the body in order to make the word operative in consciousness. The Hebrew word sibrayim, it means twofold hope, double hope, doubly thoughtful, twofold understanding, a northern border of Palestine, Ezekiel 47.15, between the border of Damascus and the border of Hamath. Metaphysically, Damascus is a state of consciousness that is founded on a material concept of life in the body. Hamath signifies in material conditions rather than trust in the Most High. Sibrium, a northern border of Palestine, situated between Damascus and Hamath in Syria, represents understanding of truth and trust in the Most High becoming awakened in the outer intellectual and physical phases of man's being. This understanding of truth and its consequent trust in the Most High or hope of perfection of life and good become doubly exalted and strengthened in one when accepted and championed by the outer man, in addition to the inner consciousness that has already been awakened to the truth. The Hebrew word is Shia, whom Jehovah lends, borrowed of Jah. Jehovah will lend, a Levite chief of the sons of Rehabiah. First Chronicles 24.21, another Levite, 1 Chronicles 24.25, a chief man of Issachar, 1 Chronicles 7.3. Metaphysically, Issiah means 
that in our awakened consciousness, which recognizes the Most High through Jehovah, I am as lending or giving himself love, life, intelligence, strength, power, substance, all the principles of truth to our use. The thought suggested by Ishia that Jehovah only lends to us also implies the truth that no one can ever really get something for nothing. Something must always be given in return. This is true even concerning our salvation. Life and all good are free gifts from the Most High. Yet in order that we may consciously make this good ours in its fullness so that we can make practical use of it, we have a price to pay. The price is the complete giving up of the lesser self with all that pertains to it to the degree that we actually let go of the limited personal man in us. We realize and demonstrate our inherent divine perfection, no more and no less. The Hebrew word Mariah, it means vision of Jehovah, revelation of Jah, chosen by Jehovah, Jah provides, a land in which Abraham was sent to offer up his son Isaac as a sacrifice to God. Genesis 22.2, a mount in Jerusalem upon which Solomon built the temple. 2 Chronicles 3.1, metaphysically, the land of Moriah, to which Abraham was told to go to make his sacrifice, means bitterness of Jehovah. When change takes place in the consciousness, there are sometimes very bitter experiences, and a stout faith is needed to believe that good will come out of them. But good always comes if there is a steadfast obedience and faith in the goodness of the Most High. Great power in spirit and in body grows out of this steadfast overcoming, this giving up of the old and entering into the new. The pleasures of sense are transitory, but the joys of spirit endure forever. The Most High provided a sacrifice for Abraham. His son Isaac, who represents the Christ or new birth in individual consciousness, was restored to him, and Abraham became the father of a multitude, as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. Thus, in one's giving up of self, and holding firmly in faith to the higher good, multitudes of truth ideals come to one, until one's whole consciousness and life are transformed. The metaphysical meaning of righteousness a state of harmony established in consciousness through the right use of the most high given attributes. It leads directly to eternal life. Truth working in consciousness brings forth the perfect salvation of the whole man, spirit, soul, and body, and righteousness, right relation, is expressed in all his affairs. Parmenas is Greek for steadfast, constant, abiding, enduring, permanent, faithful. One of the seven men who were chosen to attend to the distribution of supply among the Christians in Jerusalem, that none may be overlooked, Acts 6.5. Metaphysically, Parmenius is a faithful, steadfast, abiding thought in the higher spiritual consciousness of the individual, a thought that is resolute and firm in the truth. The Hebrew word, Mijamin, it means from the right hand, 
on the right side, dexterous, fortunate, prosperous, happy, faithful, from the south, a priest to whom the sixth course in temple service was allotted, in David's reign, First Chronicles 24.9, an Israelite who had taken a foreign wife, but put her away at the instigation of Ezra, Ezra 10.25, metaphysically, Mijamin, man's knowing that executive ability, abundant supply, faithfulness, joy, all good, are his inheritance from the Most High, and his receiving them consciously by exercising the divine power within himself. The metaphysical meaning of freedom, the quality or state of being without thought or restraint, bondage, limitation, or repression, having a sense of complete well-being. It is a result of regulating one's life according to principle, not according to what anyone else may think or say. We can never know the full meaning of freedom until we abide in the Christ consciousness. Without prayer and spiritual meditation, there can be no concept of spiritual freedom and therefore no demonstration of it. It is gained only through spiritual development, gained in long hours of communion with the Most High in silence. Liberation from bondage comes as we seek first the perfect mind of Christ. If therefore the Son shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. John 8.36 In the Hebrew name Jacob, it means heel catcher, liar in wait, supplanter, leaving behind, bringing to an end, recompensing, rewarding, the younger of the twin sons of Isaac and Rebekah, but the one who obtained the birthright, Genesis 25.26-34, to 27.11, to the end of the book of Genesis. Metaphysically, Jacob and Esau represent the mental and the animal consciousness within each of us. Esau, the hairy man, typifies the animal, which comes first into expression. Most of the human family let him rule in consciousness. But in the line of human unfoldment, this man of nature, Esau, must be supplanted by a higher type, called Jacob, the supplanter, the mentality or understanding. Jacob also represents an idea of the I am identity through which the faculties of the mind received their original inspiration. Jacob had 12 sons, to each of whom he gave an office and each of whom he blessed or inspired with his spiritual wisdom. An explanation of Genesis 28, 10-22 is as follows. Jacob, the mental, went to Haran, the high place. The mind enters a higher state of consciousness. At a certain place in consciousness, the understanding is unillumined. One of the stones of that place that Jacob put under his head represents the contact of understanding with material conditions. The latter represents step-by-step realizations of truth. These pure thoughts ascend and descend into consciousness. Jehovah the I am occupies the highest place in consciousness. The spiritualized thoughts of the mind become the seed and bless all the earth. The Most High is constantly in our midst and we must eventually come into divine consciousness. The mind is startled 
when it discovers the Most High to be an omnipresent principle. The realization that the body is the temple of the Most High and that the mind is the gate to heaven. In the light of understanding, the morning, the things that have been our stepping stones become holy and we anoint them with oil, love, joy, and gladness. Beth El signifies house of the Most High. Luz means separation. That which has seemed separate and apart is brought into unity. The first attempt of the enlightened mind to covenant with the Most High and trust spirit for all things, keeping the law of giving and receiving is recognized as a step in spiritual development. Taking a wife symbolizes a unification of the I am with the affections. Jacob was told to go to Paddan Aram, to the house of Bethul, and take a wife from the daughters of Laban. This points the way to a unification with the love principle in its higher aspects. Exalted ideas, divine aspirations, and pure motives are here designated as necessary to the union with the soul that the I am is about to make. In Genesis 33, 1-15, we read of the reunion of Jacob and Esau. In the first and second verse, Jacob prepares to unite with Esau, the mental and the physical expression. Mind and body must be joined before divine law can be fulfilled. In verse 3 and 4, the mind must be unified with the body in all the seven natural faculties, seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, feeling, intuition, and telepathy. When the union between mind and body takes place, a humility born of surrender of the self comes into expression. Verses 5 to 7, the women and the children here represent the accumulations of the mind. Verse 8 and 9, the mind is willing to share its accumulations, but the body, Esau, cannot receive the gift until it has been uplifted. In verse 10 and 11, we find that after mind and body are reconciled and adjusted, they share alike the gifts of spirit. Verse 12, Jacob, the mind, should go before and direct the body, Esau. Verse 13, the children and the young animals and the flocks and herds symbolize new ideas being established in consciousness. And verses 14 and 15, there is not necessarily enmity between the mind and the body of man, but only a difference in states of consciousness. The body becomes an obedient servant of the mind, and the two are unified in divine mind. We have to do the daily climb. Within the world of action, toward the world of formation, and entering the world of creation, so that we can have a world of intimacy with the divine, so that the Most High shines forth. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
blessings and grace. I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Women's Wednesday. I'd like to take a moment to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music, Earth, 1 a.m., Eric Lau, 1, Sam Gallatry, Belonging, Ali Us, Follow Me, Natasha Alexander, Kingdom, Leela Ike, Where I'm Coming From, F Soul, Greens, DJ Bo, Waves, Bo Bounce Edit, Scott Zylo, Featuring Afronaut Zoo, Catherine Sarah, Marcus Joseph, Araya, Tech Lun, Echoes, Ivrin Afro 5, Spilulu, Wakanda, Mariama Tanay, Nuance Groupings of It All, Yeza, Is It Because I'm Black, Joy Postel, Consciousness, Sam Gallatry, Intro, Meth Chakra, Main Mix, Crooklyn Dub Consortium, Jacob's Ladder, Sway Jury Music, Be More Creative, Vicky Smalls, Straightforward, Lady Shacklin, Cold Outside, NECA, Book of Job, Reverend R.L. White and the Mount Ephraim Baptist Church Mass Choir, We Are Climbing, Jacob's Ladder, The Whitefield Brothers, Featuring Bachka, Earthology, Sarak, Melanin Drip, India Irie, Featuring Gramps Morgan, Thy Will Be Done. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Be you till full love so that you can rise and ascend. Blessings, grace, strength, and love to all. Yeah.